fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Holy cow, welcome into the show. It is the pre-Friday celebration, and boy, do we have a lot to cover today. It seems like the world never ends. Just when you think you got a handle on things, the government, the Democrats, just tie you around for another one, and off to the races we go. Welcome into the broadcast. It is a Thursday broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas. On our flagship radio station, all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. However you watch or listen to the show, we love you to death, appreciate you very much, and always a pleasure to have you. Bottom of the hour, kind of a different guest, an interesting guest, excited to have her on, Marnie Goldman. She's a podcaster, she's a blogger, she's also a spiritual life coach. We'll talk with her about uh, podcasting. And not podcasting, but we'll talk about uh, social media in general, and we'll talk about depression, mental health issues, and the use of social media with the younger generation. Can we try to stop the mental health issues going on in the nation because of what's going on with social media? So we'll get to all that here at the bottom of the hour. We have some updates from the student loan forgiveness program that the Biden administration announced it yesterday. We covered that a lot yesterday, so if you missed it yesterday's show, highly recommend you go back and listen to it on our podcast which you can find on any of your favorite podcasting sites at The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. And you can listen to yesterday's show. It is get more information coming out on the program, and it sounds like it's going to be something that's not as good as what Democrats think it's going to be. And like They're applauding it. The AOCs and the Elizabeth Warrens, they're applauding it. Now, remember, there's a tiered step here. This is the breadcrumb for the student loan thing. They're going to do $10,000. Uh, Elizabeth Warren wants $50,000. AOC just wants it all and just all free. So there's a tiered step here. They're testing the waters to see how well this socialist program actually plays out and how popular it is. The problem is, is that when you only do it for those that are relatively well off with massive amounts of student loans where it's not going to do much good and they're already making lots of money, then... How is it going to benefit those that are actually on the lower income scale looking to try and get rid of $10,000 of student loan debt? So we'll cover a little bit of that. But if you wanted that conversation, which I highly recommend because it is a very important conversation on the grander socioeconomic issues, you can listen to that podcast from yesterday's show. Because of that issue, though. We haven't had the time really to talk about some of the other major issues that have happened this week, including the election from Tuesday. And you know me. What's trending today? You know me. I'm all about the primary elections, all about election coverage. And boy, oh boy, did we have some major wins. Now, it's funny when you look at the different media sources. Anybody, you go from like Newsmax to MSNBC. And do you watch the different news coverage and the news broadcasts and how they cover these things? MSNBC and CNN and CBS and all these other garbage news networks, they come out and they talk about how great Democrats did and how the tide is turning, how the shift is changing in the election because Republicans have had the majority of popularity up by near 10 to 15 points since like January of this year. And now they're saying after the reversal of Roe v. Wade, the shutting down of the abortion bill in Kansas, where I'm from, with now a pro-abortion Democrat in the state of New York 
with the pro-law enforcement individual who's a Senate candidate for the Democrats down in Florida going up against Marco Rubio because of these candidates and who they've actually nominated and crossed these different races, that they're actually winning and having some victories and gaining momentum going into the elections for November. And I laugh at that because that's just, it's, it's not true. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. You can have your false hope, but it's just not working out for you. Because who do we have running on our side? I mean, you have a hack moderate Democrat that's trying to go up against Ron DeSantis in Florida for governor. Good luck with that. Ron DeSantis is one of the most popular guys in the entire nation right now. You're not going to kick him out. In fact, they're looking at him for a presidential run, depending on what Trump does. So for you to go after this guy with an old, crusty, rich, white guy who's a moderate, who used to be a Republican, to try and swing the electorate that way, nice attempt, but it's not going to work. By the way, did you notice kind of the back end there, what the Democrats are doing, their agenda, how they're trying to rebrand themselves? They're not the AOC socialist left-wing radicals anymore. What they are are the moderate Repu- uh, the moderate Democrats, the former Republicans that went Democrat who just want rationale to bring common sense to both sides of the aisle for us to work in harmony and sing Kumbaya together. <laughs> And it's not going to work. I mean, good luck with that, but it's not going to work because Republicans are pretty hell-bent on making sure Democrats don't have power. And we're smart enough to realize that even if a Democrat is a quote-unquote moderate, I would take them over an extreme left-wing socialist like a Joe Manchin over an AOC. However, when you have the chance for a Republican to actually do Republican things, why would we vote for a Democrat that used to be a Republican? I don't understand that. Then you had the Senate candidate, can't remember her name right now, who's running against Marco Rubio, who is a ex-police police chief or ex-sheriff or something. She was in law enforcement. As the Democrats work again to try and bring the women vote in, the women who are concerned about security for their family and for their children, and trying to rebrand themselves after the whole defund the police mentality. She's a pawn. She's a puppet. And the Democrats are trying to say, hey, look, we do care about law enforcement, and here we are. We have candidates that are ex-law enforcement running for office. Go ahead and vote for them. Again, it's a desperate attempt, but good luck with that after the primaries in Florida. What we need to take away from the elections in Florida from Tuesday was what everybody else has been focusing on for the last few months, really since last year, which has been the public education system. During COVID, as you know, we kind of realized how much power the local educational boards have over our children, over us in the community that we weren't even aware of because we have not spent a whole lot of time focusing on those issues. And now we have. When they started mandating masks for our children, when they told them that they were going to do remote viewing and remote learning, when they said they were going to get the vaccine, when they started pushing the critical race theory, when they started going after the uh, LGBTQ and talking about how, you know, we need to express our sexuality for children in elementary school. We started realizing, oh, wait a second, what is going on in our schools and why have we not been paying attention as parents to make sure this doesn't happen? And do you want to know the biggest election result that happened on Tuesday night? The Miami school board. The Miami school board that's one of the most progressive in the country, obviously, because it's a major city, a lot of quote-unquote minorities where they say that the minorities are all Democrats. Guess what? Out of the three that were there, the one and three that were conservative, two of them were endorsed by none other than the man himself, Ron DeSantis. What? Hold on here. After a campaign where the Democrats were saying that the Republicans were against the don't say or the, the whole don't say gay bill issue and how we can't express ourselves freely and how they're not being allowed to talk about their educational 
sexuality in an open manner to public uh, elementary and middle school and high school students. And with that issue after the uh, teachers union tried to go after Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis thankfully sticking to his guns and standing up strong and uh, and having a spine and a backbone to fight against some of this stuff. Guess what? The Miami school board went solidly conservative on a 3-2 election, and now they have the majority 3-2 on that, bo- on that board. That's, as Donald Trump says, that's huge. That's bigly. There's wins all over the country on school boards, even where I'm at here in the city of Wichita in the state of Kansas, because people are fed up with COVID or fed up with critical race theory or fed up with the LGBTQ garbage or fed up with whatever. They're tired of the identity politics and the social experiments going on with our public education system, period, end of story. So there's two different sides to this now. Because you have, of course, in the campaign, you're going to hear it from two different sides. So take that for a grain of salt because they're always going to talk about how it's beneficial to their side. But you have right now one of the largest growing demographics of registered voters getting ready for the midterm elections right now, which is women. Now, the question is why and what's driving them to the polls? The vast majority of voters, and you can attest to this because you being a voter listening to this program, you can probably attest to this that the majority of voters vote on a single issue item the vast majority of voters go to the polls because they're emotionally connected to a single particular issue there are some people that have a vast issues of that are really focused on politics probably that listen to this program they're like you know gun issues and economic issues and foreign policy issues and social issues and ah, i just want to make sure that we protect all these things and that's great but for the average joe schmo worker that doesn't really get involved in politics, that isn't really uh, big into following politics to a T. They just want to know the general concept of what's going on. They turn out to the polls because they're emotionally driven by a single particular issue. And that's why with media, including talk radio with what we do here, we try to cover all the issues. So that way, if we do land on a topical issue that you're emotionally connected to, you can understand it, you can emotionally charged for it, and you can get ready to vote because it's really important. And we try to cover all those. Most talk shows do. Most TV shows do. Most podcasts do. Most news reports do. They try to cover as much of it as they can. Most politicians do as well. So my question is for those, is what side are the women going to? Which direction are women voters going and flocking to? Because the left says, well, look, the women are obviously registering to vote because of the abortion issue. We reversed Roe v. Wade, which they come out with their whole campaign and say that we're banning abortion in the nation and that women are losing their health care and they're losing their human rights and that they're going to die in the streets when they have a child that's sick inside them because they're not going to get medical care. And they've run this massive campaign trying to get women fired up. And obviously that has rallied some of the base of the Democrat Party. It obviously showed here in Kansas after our disastrous vote here with where we lost by near 40 points just to maintain certain basic restrictions on abortion. And then we saw the vote on uh, Tuesday as well up in the state of New York with a candidate who was a very pro-abortion individual for the state of New York. Well, it, it's New York. It's not really unexpected, but they really paraded that as, oh, the tide is turning and it's because of the abortion and social issues for women. On the other front, as a Republican, I would say there are other issues that women are focused on as well, which is the schools. Because obviously the schools and the mama bears that are coming out making sure their children are being taken care of properly, that's a major focus for them. They want to make sure that they are being taught the right things. They want to make sure that they're being taught 
common sense things. They want to make sure that they're being safe in the schools to get rid of school shooters and school catastrophes. They don't want some of the garbage being brainwashed to their children about how they're a victim of society or how they're the problem with society. They don't want to be taught about critical race theory. They don't want to be taught about sexual orientation. They don't want those things in the schools. And we're seeing that result in school board elections all over the country where mama bears are standing up and saying, yeah, this ain't going to fly. We're not going to allow this any longer. I say they're concerned about the economy. I mean, the moms predominantly are the ones that are out there going grocery shopping on a weekly basis and realizing the price of gas in the vehicle and realizing the price uh, the price of groceries at the grocery store when the inflation they say is at like 8.6%, 8%, whatever it is. But for food, it's up near 10 to 15 to 20% of inflation year over year on the price of certain goods. And for a lot of mothers out there who are trying to go out and get the bargains and go coupon shopping to try and take care of their family appropriately, they're starting to realize, wait a second, this economy is not doing too well. So I'd hate to say it, while they have one issue on their side, maybe winning over some moms and women, although I guess you can't be a mom if you support the abortion issue, but that's another conversation for another day. While they have one social issue riling up a certain portion of women that I think are already the base of the Democrat Party that were already planning to vote, it's not widening their umbrella, it's just reinforcing the umbrella they have. We have a plethora of issues that many mama bears and women are fired up about. Which is why, like yesterday, the Biden administration tried to get rid of the student loans, or at least a portion of them, to say, hey, parents, you're going to have some relief because we're going to sign off on forgiving some of those loans for your kids, trying to win back that demographic. Interesting how they play the field, isn't it? When we come back, I don't want to talk about the election too terribly much, but kind of the outliers. We saw some big elections on Tuesday, and be ready, be aware that Republicans did very, very well. The tide is not turning. We still have a lot of momentum on our side. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Bongino Show. Bring some reason into your day. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It is a pre-Friday celebration. By the way, we have our live stream that's up and rolling there on the interweb. We have our audio through Podbean and our website at HoosierReason.com, plus our multiple radio stations that we broadcast on all over. We're on, what, six radio stations right now and a lot of cool stuff coming, so hang out there. Also, we have our video on the OpsLens team. OpsLens, we love you guys. O-P-S-L-E-N-S.com. You can go and check them out. They have their website. They have their app that you can download for free. You can watch all the videos there. You can leave comments also on their social media with uh, AppsLens on Facebook and on Tweety and on the other sites as well, which you can follow and watch the live streams. We have a lot of people that do follow there. We've gained a lot of followers, and we love you guys to death and appreciate it very, very much on there to watch my ugly mug rant and rave every single day. By the way, real quickly, as we talk about the education system, there has been a new bill proposed in Missouri. Now, that's just next door to me where I'm coming from out of Kansas here. But there's a new bill being proposed out of Missouri that uh, it's interesting. Kudos for you trying something different, but I don't know if it's going to go through. There is a bill now to allow discipline and paddling of students when they do something wrong. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Can you imagine the lawsuits that are going to happen there when they're like, oh, they're abusing the children? Now, I will say, I don't know if you've seen some of these videos. Over the last, what, five, six, ten years, 
I've been seeing these videos little by little of these kids, these entitled brats that really need their butts kicked, like not from an adult, but from like their peers that just need to like, you know, take them in the back and, you know, just rough them up a bit just to bring them down a couple pegs just because of the fact that they are absolute bullies and feel like they are entitled to do anything that they want, which happens in an entitlement mentality when you have helicopter parenting that feels like they need to be your friends as opposed to actual parents, and when you never get told no because you are an entitled um, snowflake. I mean, that's really what gets. So they've come to the point to where now it's because you can't discipline children. I've seen these videos that just it gets my blood boiling. It enrages me beyond belief. Of these kids, these high schoolers, middle schoolers, that will literally smack around teachers, push them to the ground. These elderly teachers push them to the ground that bully them, that scream in their face, that throw things at them. And let me tell you, if that happened, what, 50 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago? Yeah, that wouldn't have flying, flown very well. That would not have ended very well. But times have changed, and now they're getting away with this stuff. And I hate to say it, St. Louis, Missouri. I mean, I've, I've passed through St. Louis. I've never actually stopped there and enjoyed it. I want to go and I want to eat some of the barbecue because I hear you guys are amazing at barbecue. But I've heard that you also have some of the highest crime rates. And I don't have any intention to really go and see some of the crime rates there. But I do want to go back to Missouri because there's actually a place. When I was making the travels, when I moved back from Ohio back into Kansas, to and forth over about a six-month period, uh, moving there and then moving back to Kansas. And we stopped. There's a Native American center right outside of St. Louis, Missouri. I think it's actually on the Illinois side of the line. There's a really, really cool Native American shop that's there. And they have some really cool stuff there. We've bought some things as we've driven through it going back and forth multiple times. But St. Louis is a beautiful city, and I want to go and visit, but the crime rate is so high. And I, obviously, it goes back to that mentality of that entitlement where you can do anything you want, and if anything anybody says otherwise, then you're going to abuse them because you are entitled in anything. So do you think the paddling thing is going to work? And do you think the paddling thing is actually going to happen in a state like Missouri? I give them kudos for trying, but I got to be honest, I'm not too sure that it's actually going to go through. And if it does go through, how many lawsuits are we going to see from entitlement parents and helicopter parents of you're abusing my child? It's going to be interesting. I would like to see something done, but I don't know what it is. It really needs to come down to instead of the teachers actually punishing the children, it needs to come back to the parents. Hey, parents! Get involved with your uh, with your children and get to make sure that they're not treating someone with disrespect like that. Because, man, I tell you what, nothing gets the blood boiling for some more than watching a kid abuse another kid like that or even a an elder or an adult in some way, shape, or form. Unbelievable. When we come back right around the corner, Marnie Goldman. She's a podcaster. She is a blogger. She's a spiritual life coach. We'll talk about social media a little bit when we come back with her right around the corner for a pre-Friday celebration here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Reason, common sense, rationale, that's what we're all about here on this program, or at least we try to be each and every day. Welcome back into the show. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. We love you to death and appreciate you very, very much. Welcome back in. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag. So I didn't even intend it to be this way, but it kind of worked out perfectly as we were talking about in this last segment about 
the responsibility of teachers versus parents on the respect of children and the discipline of children and making sure they're not abusive or bullies or doing something else. Uh, in Missouri now, with their state of Missouri, trying to pass legislation to allow paddling. Is that necessarily the right direction to go? I don't know. I mean, I grew up in the household where if you did do something wrong, you got swatted. But you got swatted by your parents, not necessarily by the teachers. But back in the day, the nuns would be there and crack you on the on the, on the the uh, knuckles with their uh, whatever they had back in the day. So, And there wasn't as much crime right. I don't know where the direction goes. But I think there's a deeper issue here. And it perfectly segued into our next segment and our next topic, which I'm really happy to have our next guest on the program. What's trending today? As she is a podcaster, she's a blogger, she's also a spiritual life coach. You can find her online at peacelovemarnie.com, but it is Marnie Goldman. Marnie, how are you today? I'm doing great. You also forgot um, I'm an author, too. Oh, you're an author, too. See, you got it all going oh, on here. Yeah. I love it. I do. <laughs> you got it all going on. Marnie, it is great to have you on the, on the show here, and there is such a deep issue to talk about, not just... I mean, not just with children. There's a lot of adults that go through this as well. But I think it's affecting more and more of the younger generations because I'm 33. I'm one of the last generations that grew up without social media in my in my elementary and middle school years. And that didn't come about to my high school and college days. The young generations, they're used to having a social media account by like the age of 10. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, it's it, insanity. It is crazy. But that's also led to, I think, some of the deeper issues, doesn't it, of what we're seeing now of either bullying or uh, mental health issues or isolation or depression. I mean, how are these two things linked right now, in your opinion? 5,000% correct. Mm. What social media has done, because my daughter's 22, so she was on the brink with middle school. But these kids look at what other what they think other children have. They become depressed. They feel not worthy. They don't feel they're good enough because they think, oh, look what they have. Look what she has. And it's all fake. But we compare. And that's where loving yourself comes into play. But it's horrible because the bullying part of it, I was bullied as a child. And I don't know if I would have been able to make it as an adult with the tweets and the retweets. It's horrible. Horrible. Yeah, it is horrible. There's a line, and we talk a lot about bullying on the show, and unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to see an end to bullying. It's just the nature of things where, you know, the dominance factor trying to test the waters for young kids, especially for males on males trying to, you know, have that superiority over others. I don't think we're ever going to see the end of bullying, but it has taken it to another level when you don't have to physically face the person to say the nasty things because that triggers something in your head where like, you know what, am I really supposed to be doing this? As opposed to a social media thing where you can post a meme or you say something nasty on social media with no repercussion, it's taken bullying, I think, to an entirely new level, hasn't it? They hide behind the screen, absolutely. But I do think, and this is what I pray will happen eventually, is that children, the minute they're learning to walk and talk, they need to learn compassion and kindness and start, like, I wish everyone could freeze and just from now on, children are born into schools and kindness, compassion and loving yourself. That way, nobody, you're taught bullying, you're taught, you know, who we don't like and you listen to your parents. Everything has to change. Everything has to change. It's it's a very sad world we live in, and the people behind the screens are cowards. And we, as a society, have become addicted to social media. So it's a you know, with six and one half a dozen in another in a bad way. Yeah, that is very true. You had mentioned the uh, uh, the loving yourself, which I want to get to here in a second. But this uh, the isolation 
is a major one because I remember back in the day, my grandparents talking about how they would always go to a friend's house and they would have a poker night. They would have a game night. They would have fun. They would go to the bowling and have a bowling club. They would go to the PTA meetings and just everyone would gather around. They'd have the fried chicken dinner on Sunday after church sort of thing. And that was just the mentality. Everybody was in a club or in a group. I watch. I love watching reruns like the Dick Van Dyke show and they have you know, the, the host. Yeah, they have all the family and all the neighbors coming over and they have a block party where they would sit there and just entertain themselves with songs and dance and have a good time. We don't do that anymore. We sit in our room in the quiet and in the dark with a screen on, and we just look at how many likes we have on our latest Instagram photo. I mean, it's definitely a change in mentality. Completely. What good times, you know, when you would have the Edmunds cake ready in case somebody knocked on your door. (laughs) Those were good times. Now people are using how many likes they get for self-validation. So let's say these people post something like, oh, you know, let me show up on my vacation and they keep looking and they don't have any likes. That's going to put them in a bad mood. It should not. But so many people are getting validation from outer places rather from within because of all the social um, isolation that's going on. Yeah. The instant gratification as well. I, you know, growing up with maybe dating, if you text a girl or a a guy and you text and you don't get that immediate response, is there that anxiety that starts coming up of like, oh my gosh, like, are the, what are they doing right now? And they start freaking out. Right. It's the same kind of feeling of, I don't want to be rejected. I hope people like me. I hope they like me. Did I say anything wrong? So we replay things over and over in our minds. Yeah. It's unfortunate. We're talking with uh, Marnie Goldman, PeaceLoveMarnie.com. Go and check her out with all the great books and podcasts and all the advice that she has with mental health matters. Where did we start seeing, and do you think, uh, how much of it do you think is linked to social media, and how much of it is linked to just the craziness in the world right now of mental health issues? Because finally, over the last few years, uh, there's finally been a discussion of, you know what, mental health issues need to be front and center in a conversation when we see school shootings, for example, when we mm-hmm. see depression, when we see bullying, when we see uh, just societal issues in general. We start looking, wait a second, maybe it's not the gun, maybe it is a mental health issue mm-hmm. that we need to look at. When did this start becoming the forefront here? Here's the problem. From mankind, people have had mental health problems, and it was either you're okay or one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Mm. So nobody really understood there was a middle there. You can have a slight anxiety. So nobody ever wants to talk about it. When I wrote my book, um, 2020, I, in 2019, I'm sorry, I used the word mental wellness. I didn't want to offend people with the word mental illness. So I, as passionate for me, is to end that stigma because we all have something. It's okay not to be okay. And I love when people talk about mental illness and mental health because the conversation needs to be there, that it's not going to be involuntarily institutionalized. You can have slight depression, slight anxiety. It's not one or the other. Do you see an increase in depression or mental health issues in general? Um, in a societal sense of first world countries, for example, when we're not engaged, when we're not being creative, when we feel like we're lazy or we don't have anything to do, is that when you think we start seeing an increase in mental health issues? Because, I mean, maybe it's because we didn't talk about it back then, but when we're building society during the post-revolutionary war or the industrial age, when we're building and we're expanding and we've created railways and we're building all this stuff, no one talked about it, and everyone seemed to be succeeding because they were engaged and they had a project or something to do or a goal. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I mean, we have a lot of people that are twiddling their thumbs and they're trying to be creative, but that seems to be like Hollywood's a prime example of that is when we see a massive increase in mental health issues. 
Yep. You know, it's funny when we were, you were mentioning, not funny, we were mentioning um, school shootings and all of these tragic um, situations. I'm from the area where Parkland was mm. and the signs were there since preschool. Shame on everybody because all of these situations, they're all undiagnosed mental health conditions. So people never want, you know, if you see something, say something. So Nicholas Cruz, for example, the signs were there for so long. He should have been under a psychiatric care or in a hospital. So people don't want to say anything. And people are left to wander around hurting on the inside because they don't reach out. And what we see in the news or on social media can make somebody slightly depressed, even more depressed yeah, or angry. Yeah, well, that is very true. And I think it goes deeper as well as and this will kind of bleed into the spiritual side of it and finding and loving yourself, but finding your life's purpose or finding a purpose for yourself, because a lot of these shooters nowadays, especially in schools, as we talk about guns and Second Amendment issues a lot on this program, a lot of them are just trying to outdo the next one to get their 15 minutes of fame in the media because they want to have the most amount of shootings or the most amount of deaths racked up in their belt notch as they do these shootings, it really bleeds into they're lacking a purpose to make themselves feel like they have a life purpose, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know what? They take that. They take it so much to heart. I love everybody finding their passion and their purpose by me having my breakdowns and rages and almost being suicidal, very tragic. I found my purpose and passion helping other people. And some people during COVID for the good, found their passions and found their purpose. And other people, unfortunately, went a different route. And it's just a very, very scary time we live in. And people post warnings all the time. We just have to pay more attention to it. When we do pay attention to it, what are the signs? We got about a minute before we have to take a hard break here so we can go carry this on to the next segment. But what kind of signs do we look out for when someone's trying to reach out? The, um, when they say, I wish I didn't live here, I wish I didn't live, I don't think I'm worthy, nobody loves me, I shouldn't be alive, hibernating, staying in your room, not socializing, eating patterns that change, mm. you know, other than the typical teenage behavior, really look deep into it and watch and really pay attention to what they're posting or ask people, something's going on, do you know anything, yeah. ask. Better be safe than sorry. Well, that is true. And having the conversation, I know the teenage years are difficult, and sometimes they do kind of close up as they're trying to find themselves. But hopefully you have a good enough relationship with your kids where you can have that conversation and spot something really crazy and radical as well. Let's take a break here. I want to continue this conversation with Marnie Goldman, author of the book True to Myself, Peace, Love, Marnie. You can also find her online at peacelovemarnie.com. I want to talk about loving yourself. What does that actually mean? Because a lot of people are probably going, hmm exactly is that supposed to mean so we'll talk about that how we do that how we can find that internal peace and we can continue to move forward to battle these issues on a grand scale it's a pre-friday celebration it's thursday right here on the voice of reason stay here the voice of reason with andy hoosier Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right we are. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show. It goes by way too fast. Fastest hour of radio on, well, radio. Always a pleasure. No matter where you're listening on multiple radio stations all over the place. We're hanging out today with Marty Goldman. 
PeaceLoveMarnie.com is the website. True to myself, Peace Love Marnie is the book. You can go and check that out on Amazon, also on the website, which you can get it ordered from there as well. Marnie, let's talk about the ways to solve this, which is you mentioned self-love. When people hear self-love, they scratch their heads and they're like, what exactly does that mean? Uh, so explain for those that may not understand or may not grasp that concept, what is self-love? Self-love is staying true to who you are and not care. I'm basically in layman's terms, not caring what anybody says about you. One, it's none of your business what people say about you. And two, it's like, let's say you wear, you want to wear green hair wig to school every day. And people are like, look at you with that green hair. You're like, that's right. That's who I am. <laughs> it's appreciating every single thing about you. We're all flawed, but we're all fabulous. And loving yourself is not people-pleasing. It is basically saying when you people-please, oh, I don't want him to be mad at me if I don't go, but I'd rather be mad at myself for going. So you're people-pleasing, and that's not staying tr true to who you are. Having boundaries is another thing. It's okay to have boundaries. People think it's rude to say, I'm sorry, I can't make it. You know, you're invited. You have to go. If something's going to disrupt your peace for one second, don't ruin it. You have a beautiful, peaceful bubble if you don't have to do anything. And that's loving yourself and staying true to who you are. And just also, I think, removing yourself from situations that's going to bring out the bad or the negative in you. Surrounding yourself with peace. And I go back to really just staying true to who you are and loving everything about yourself. I love it. Uh, Marnie, I am, uh, I'm 33 years old. I am a Republican conservative talk radio host, and I get so many people that chuckle at me because I have a braided mohawk and tattoos all over the place. And, Love it. And that, because, again, like you said, being true to who you are, that's what I enjoy, uh, trying to appeal to a younger generation in the political realm. But it is not the standard what you would think of as a traditional conservative talk radio host. Nope, don't judge a book by its cover, no pun intended, <laughs> really. You know, people, they looked at me, I went on social media, Facebook Live, like right in the beginning of 2020, and I was like, or 2019, I said, guys, I know you would never notice, but I suffer from depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, I went on and on, and my inbox flooded with, how? You're the happiest, most bubbliest, but that's what I put on outside, nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. So what people think they see, it's nothing. And that's why other people's judgments, we listen to it, we shouldn't, and we allow it to affect us. And that is a no-no. When things do affect us, and we got about a minute and a half, two minutes left here as we kind of wrap up, but if things do affect us or we do start feeling a bouts of depression or things do start really affecting us in that sense where we start thinking different, what are ways to get rid of that, I have gotten into personally the uh, it's, uh, the mindset of meditations and deep breathing, like a Wim Hof breathing technique. Where um, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, like go check your with your professional medical doctors, whatever. But uh, there's been the science of the deep breathing and breath work that has been able to kind of reset chemical imbalances in your brain that have led to PTSD or depression or other issues. Do you recommend that kind of stuff? Of course, I'm actually going to put on my, my website, actually, I'm in the process of doing this, a chart to show you, um, breathe in, and a visual to show you to breathe in and breathe out, and gratitude. When you start thinking, I don't have this, and why is life unfair? Pause. Look at what you have. A home. I didn't have that many times in my life. A roof. Family. I didn't have that many times in my life. So if you can bring yourself back to that gratitude and realize how blessed you are, that's another way of feeling better when you're overwhelmed and depressed and anxious. Yeah, and talking to people, communication. Talking, reach out, 
just launched. It's the National Suicide Crisis Hotline. You don't have to be suicidal or you can be, God forbid. But if you're suffering, it's brand new. It just launched a month ago, 988. I urge people, I beg people not to suffer alone and to use it. Yeah, I mean, isolation and, and aloneness is what causes that depression, which is goes back to circling around to the social media that when you're sitting in your room just Same looking thing. for those lights, then that's what's leading that and feeding into that chemical imbalance and that depression and that aloneness. We're out of time, my friend. True to myself is the book <laughs> Peace Love Marnie at PeaceLoveMarnie.com. Marnie, it's so great to have you on the show. we got to do this again real soon. Absolutely. I'm going to take you up on that. Thank you. I love it. I appreciate that very much. Again, the website, peacelovemarnie.com. It's Marnie Golden. We appreciate her time very, very much. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. We're back at it tomorrow for a Friday to wrap up your week, get you set for the weekend. One more weekend until Labor Day. Can you believe it? Good golly. When we come back to next week and tomorrow, got a lot more stuff to talk about. We'll get ready for elections even more. Some great guests as well. But until then, be your own voice of reason. Have that conversation. Make sure your family is good. Be safe out there and talk to somebody be that catalyst in your community not just for politics but for change in general this is the voice reason i'm andy hoosier we'll see you on the radio tomorrow